Muli Bawanji from Stony Hill. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 21st of April 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. Electricity blackouts in the country are about to get worse. The current blackouts last approximately six hours, but the Electricity Supply Corporation of Malawi, ESCOM, confirmed that they are likely to reach up to eight hours following the end of Agreco's contract on Friday the 22nd. Agreco is one of the companies that supplies power to ESCOM. The government is yet to release information on why it did not renew its contract with Agreco, but rumors have said that Agreco's charges were too expensive. An audit conducted in 2019 revealed that Greco's charges almost seven times more than Eugenico. The chairperson for the Natural Resource Justice Network, Kosam Muntali, said the government and the key players in the energy sector need to find tangible solutions as businesses and people's lives will be affected. In international news, Kawazula Natal in South Africa started experiencing extreme and heavy rainfall on Monday the 11th, leading to floods. Reports state that over 300 people have died due to the flood and that many more have lost their homes. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs said they have received reports from the Office of the South African High Commission to Malawi. According to the reports, only one Malawian has died in the Kwazula Natal flood since Thursday the 14th. Spokesperson in the ministry, John Kabahe, said the deceased died after a house collapsed on him. However, Michael McCondwire had a different opinion. He is a Malawian man living in KwaZulu Natal, and he commented on the ministry's report on Facebook. His comment had a lot of likes and replies agreeing with him. He said that citizens living in the province have been searching for two Malawian nationals who went missing in the flood to no avail. He also said the rains are really bad, making it hard for them to get basic needs such as water, food, and electricity. He concluded his comment by saying that there are more citizens who are missing and probably dead, and that loss of property such as phones and has made communication to relevant authorities difficult, hence the alleged misrepresentation of affected Malawian nationals. He is hoping that the situation will get better and that the statistics will reflect the reality on the ground. Let's get back to local news. On Monday the 18th, the Minister of Information and Digitalization, Gospel Kazako, tied the knot with Chikondi Moro, Alegadzi, CCAP, and Lalongwe. News of their wedding hit social media about a fortnight ago when Moyo's ex-husband accused Kazako of stealing his wife. He said the newlyweds met while Moyo was still married and that Kazako forced Moyo to divorce him. The ex-husband went as far as threatening to destroy Kazako for ruining his life. While Kazako's home-wrecking status remains unconfirmed, it was proven that Moyo and her ex-husband divorced in 2018, making Kazako's wedding legal and well within their rights. The Vice President Saulus Chilima and the Minister of Local Government Professor Chisinga and the former Inspector General of Police Lexten Kachama are some of the notable names that made the guest list. Those who attended the wedding described it as simple and elegant. In rather sad news... The presidential press secretary, Anthony Kasunda, announced the death of Chikwera's sister on Monday the 18th. He said Miriam Chikwera passed away the same day Monday. However, the cause of her death was not divulged. Kasunda said that the president's public engagements had been canceled with immediate effect and that they would resume after the burial of the deceased sister. The burial took place on Wednesday the 20th at Munsei Village in Doha District. 
In other news, Malawians were shocked by what they are describing as a barbaric and ruthless murder. On Saturday the 26th, students from Malawi University of Business and Applied Sciences torched an unidentified man to death. It is alleged that the deceased attempted to rob a female student on the school's campus. Upon hearing this, other students start assaulting him. Police officers who were in the vicinity at the time of the incident tried to rescue the deceased, but the students pelted them with stones. The students set the deceased body on fire before the police came back to collect his remains. The deceased is said to be an African male, but his identity is yet to be known. Meanwhile, in the evening of that Saturday, the Malawi Police Services, MPS, released a statement saying that they had launched investigations to apprehend students who were behind the murder. The MPS said they strongly advise against mob justice and similar incidents where the public take the law into their own hands. A lot of citizens have said they did not expect such a barbaric act to come from students of a highly esteemed university. Moving on, something fishy is going on in Admark, the biggest buy and distributor of agriculture produce in the country. Board members are currently wondering how their management purchased a vehicle worth 107 million kwacha, or $131,000, while the same corporation is seeking billions of kwachas in bail money from the government. News broke out in local media that Admark had purchased a new Nissan Patrol for its CEO, but the board said they never had approved the purchase. Admark board chair Kazumba Dezonzi said that the board has launched an investigation into the matter. Rumors have it that the approval was made in 2019 by a previous board, which was appointed by the president, Peter Mutharika. However, these claims seem rather dubious, especially to the public who have had their eyebrows raised over what they're assuming is a plunder of public funds. There is some great news for movie lovers as the Film Association of Malawi, FAMA, announced the first movie premiere of the year. The movie is titled Sorry to My Mother, and its trailer came out in mid-February this year. According to the producer, Bazario Matthias Kayongo, Sorry to My Mother is a movie that tackles the realities of life ranging from poverty, ingratitude, and struggles of single mothers. He also described the movie as entertaining and educational. It will be premiering on Friday the 29th at Golden Peacock Hotel in Longway City. On Saturday the 30th, locals in Belantry City will get to watch The Last Fishing Boat at Jaconda Cultural Center. Unlike the previous movie, The Last Fishing Boat came out in 2012. It is a production of one of the country's most celebrated producers, Shamu Joya. It is one of the movies that never quite go out of trend as many Malawians describe it as one that reflects the lives of multitudes living in the country. It's about a struggling fisherman who has to deal with rumors about his son sleeping with tourists for money. If you're interested in watching any of these movies, you can get details on where and how to get your tickets from FAMA's Facebook page. You can find the link to it in our show notes. FAMA has also released a movie night schedule with a roster of local movies that will be screened at different locations in the country. The schedule covers dates from the 30th of April all the way to the 29th of October, meaning that people will get to pick dates for when and where they would like to watch their favorite Malawian movies. FAMA had announced late last year that they were planning on introducing movie nights that will help build a larger audience for local producers, as well as create an ease of access to these movies for locals. Before then, it was very hard to access local movies as a platform dedicated solely to movies and similar productions is yet to be created. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at 
Pintani Buino.